Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Welcome to Laying the Points, a Rotoviz podcast brought to you by my bookie. I'm Anthony Amico. You can find me on Twitter at Amixta. And my co host is Action Network writer Matt Lamarca. You can follow on Twitter at Matt Lamarca. Matt, how's it going? Going pretty well. Nice uh, start to the tournament if you like upsets and you like Cinderella stories. So, uh, personally, I, I was rooting very hard for 16 seed UMBC. They play in the same conference as my alma mater, Stony Brook. Also your alma mater, even though, you know, I- I'm much more uh, proud of that than you are, I think. <laughs> Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. <laughs> but uh, yeah, watching a team that Stony Brook beat this year knock off the number one team in the country was uh was pretty fun yeah i um i want to set the record straight i I am i love my school i love stony brook but i uh you are definitely a bigger fan of the sports um it was actually really funny listening to like some other podcasts or people talking about umbc and i think it was simmons who was like oh like people are saying like oh umbc ran out of gas it's like or they're just the same team that lost by 20 to Albany this year. Like They were down by like <laughs> 50 to Albany. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Uh, before we get into the show, I just want to remind everyone, you can get a listeners-only 30% discount to a Rotoviz NFL Pass by subscribing to the podcast homepage at rotoviz.com slash podcast. Uh, it was a crazy weekend, uh, like we were saying, with March Madness. Uh, I think it's probably one of the crazier tournaments that I can remember. Uh, but we did make a little bit of money, or at least you did. Uh, Loyola Chicago, you, you rode them a little bit. Uh, I tilted off some money again on Michigan State and, and Carolina. So at the, in the bankroll challenge, Matt, you have a commanding lead. You're, you're up $90. I am down $16.20. But, uh, it's a long tournament and it's a long year. So I, I will make a push. I will make a push at some point. I'm, uh, I'm hunting for, for deep odd wagers that I can, make a, a big comeback in <laughs> yeah you're also practicing much uh better bankroll management than i am i'm just out here firing off 50 percent of my role but uh yeah it worked i mean got definitely got lucky with that loyola bet in the first round because we both had them on the money line so that would have been you know a, a pretty dumb feeling if they lose by one they were one and a half point dogs but we took them on the money line and cost ourselves a bet. So anyway, they ended up sinking it, so none of that mattered. And uh, yeah, I like them again against Tennessee. I was a little surprised you didn't jump back on board with me, but uh, they, uh, they, they, that bracket. I mean, the whole thing is crazy. Like if you just bet underdogs in this tournament, and especially if you just bet the money line, you're probably cleaning up right now. Oh, you have to be crushing. Like assuming you make like similar unit bets every time, like. You'd be smashing with the money line because it's like every round there's been a there's been one or two like major upsets. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like I I, I shot away from my old in round two because I'm always worried about like the big upset hangover, and uh, I was proven wrong. Uh, so we are going to talk National League Central. We still have to wrap up our Major League Baseball preview. We'll get into some overall baseball wagers. Um, Matt, is there anything other than Loyola Chicago that, that you're maybe looking at for the Sweet 16? Yeah, so first I'm just going to rant a little bit about my bracket. Um, like, I honestly, uh, not, I don't want to come on here and just brag because nobody wants to listen to that guy, but I crushed the first two two rounds of the tournament. I'm like sitting in the 99th percentile, maybe even the 100th percentile at this point on ESPN. I had the huge... Buffalo upset, the the Marshall upset, and I had Loyola in the second round and Florida State uh over over Xavier. So, like I've had a lot of the big upsets in this tournament. 
And I would be sitting so pretty right now if not for Cincinnati somehow blowing a 22-point lead with 11 minutes left to go in the game. So, like, I, it's been, you know, a few days since that happened, and I'm still sitting here, like, scratching my head. Like, how does the best defensive team in the country, or the second best defensive team in the country, blow a 22-point lead with 11 minutes left? Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, I'm, like, hurt about it, and I would be doing so good right now, but instead my national champion is gone, and I'm just going to have to live with it, and we'll we'll try again next year, you know? <laughs> yeah, I totally hear you on that. I, I I think that, well, obviously I had since, so I had like this nice parlay going. I I thought I was like, oh, like I'll I'll smash the the money line on on Cincy. I'll get it in on Michigan State. I, those are two favorites I really like. And then I'll I'll get in Florida State because I think that they're a good bet also. And of course, like the two teams that I expected to win both lost. One is the the aforementioned, uh, you know, blown lead, and also like. How how do you ha- if you're Michigan State and this is sour grapes 100 percent but uh, Al Smith has made this comment on Twitter and I totally agreed like if you're Michigan State like you have two NBA players on your roster one of them is going to be like a top five pick and you can't you can't play against the two three zone like <laughs> like how does that happen I mean it, there's just something about that Syracuse two three zone it's just magical and once again more proof that. The first four, last four thing, like one of those teams always overperforms. So just something to remember for next year. Like normally it's wise to have them winning at least one matchup, if not two. Uh, I think I had, I've had Syracuse in a couple brackets. I had St. Mary's in another, uh, but I'm sorry, St. Bonaventure. St. Mary's did not make the tournament, even though they probably should have been in over Syracuse, but that's another story. So, uh, yeah, like those, those, even though they're one of the last four teams to sneak in, it's really not that surprising to see Syracuse go on a run. Yeah, I mean, you have the legendary coach. That'll definitely happen. We do have some baseball that we're going to talk about today. We have NL Central. We have some uh, overarching MLB bets to get to. So let's let's talk NL Central first, and we'll start, of course, with your Central champ last year, the Chicago Cubs. 2017 record was 92-70. and 70. They had a 101 WRC+, plus that ranked 8th. A 4.09 Sierra that also ranked eighth. Uh, they lost a bunch of guys this offseason. They lost their closer, Wade Davis. They also lost uh, another reliever, Hector Rondon. Uh, Jake Arietta, starting pitcher, signed with Philly. And John Lackey is still currently a free agent. Now, this is all courtesy of Bleacher Report. Their key additions are relievers, Brandon Morrow and Steve Chiswick. And they added starters, Hugh Darvish, Drew Smiley, and Tyler Chatwood. Division odds are minus 220. This is all, of course, from our presenting sponsor, MyBookie. Pennant odds are plus 330. World Series odds plus 750. And their win total is 93. Matt, what do you think of the Cubs? Yep. So it's kind of boring, these baseball previews we do, because I feel like there's been one team in basically each division that is like just the hands-down favorite. It's It's almost impossible to pick against them and – and that's what the Cubs are here. I mean, they're just so much more talented than the rest of these teams. Probably the best pitching staff and the best lineup. Uh, and their numbers from last season reflect that. I do think that the, the pitching staff, um, it, it, it's a little volatile in my opinion. I mean, you Darvis, Drew Smiley, these are guys who have shown to be, you know, quality big leaguers at times. And, and Darvish obviously has proven to be an ace at certain points, but, Neither of them was particularly impressive last year. And they're going to have to replace two guys in John Lackey and Jake Arrieta, who, you know, while they weren't spectacular, they were out there giving you innings, you know, basically every single time their name was called. So uh, I do think that that's sort of the question mark on this team. They should hit with the best of them. You know, like they may not be the Yankees, but they're right there behind, you know, Anthony Rizzo. Super, super underrated player. Uh, he's starting to probably get the respect he deserves, but one of the best left-handed hitters in baseball. Obviously, Chris Bryant, you know, he was the NL MVP and the World Series MVP two years ago. Still have a guy like Kyle Schwarber. Who knows what he's going to give you, but profiles as, you know, a 40-homer type of guy if he gets the at-bats. And then just just all through the lineup, they have a whole bunch of solid hitters. So, yeah, I think that the the lineup every day is going to be 
super impressive. They also have, you know, an elite manager in Joe Madden who is going to get the guys in the correct spots. He's one of the most aggressive shifters. He had no problem putting Chris Bryan in the outfield last year. Um, If they felt that, you know, they wanted a stronger defensive infield, they would would move Javier Baez and uh, Ben Zobers both into the infield, and he would sort of move Bryan outside. So, uh, it, it's it's a really good team. I don't think there's any surprise in saying that they're the best team in the division, and they honestly might be my pick to represent the National League this year. Yeah, obviously a lot of really good things said there. I, I they they lost they lost Arietta, which you mentioned. I don't really think you know Lackey. I guess was was up and down too, but he was obviously really good. They still have so much depth. I mean, Lester, Darvish, Quintana, Hendricks, Chatwood, Smiley. Uh, Eddie Butler like they really they still go like seven deep in the rotation so I think uh oh not not Lester sorry um so they are yeah yeah Lester Lester and Lackey I always get confused um so they're they're still seven deep there like they still have a lot of depth I think that you know Chatwood is someone that you know getting away from the Rockies and getting out of that stadium I think is going to help him a lot he's always been a pretty decent pitcher on the road uh so now you know pitching for the Cubs obviously uh (laughs) Wrigley isn't always the friendliest over the summer but I think that he at least has some experience in those kinds of conditions. Um, you know, and, and if, if Smiley does get back to like what he was doing a couple of years ago where he had like a 28% K rate, he's going to be really tough. And I feel like they're not going to really miss a beat. Like you said, the offense is, is really good. There's not really, there's not really like an easy out in the lineup. So I, uh, I agree. Uh, what do you think of the 93 win total? Yeah, it's, uh, we've, we've talked about this with other teams. Like you don't w- like taking these, high totals on the over, but I think if I were to bet this one, it would be on the over. You know, they won 92 games last year. I think that on paper, this team is better. And I think that they honestly underperformed a little bit last year as well. So uh, I think that this team might be closer to like 95 wins. Yeah, I agree. The Cubs, you know, definitely slumped for a really big stretch last year. Uh, you know, and I, I, anytime you have the depth that they have along with the offense, I feel like it's really tough to to say you can't win at least 90 and uh, the line's a little lower than some of these other teams. I mean, we've been looking at like Yankees, Indians, like Dodgers. These teams have had win totals in like the mid to upper 90s, Cubs low 90s. I think we can we can take the over there. One last thing. Have you seen that John Lester is apparently going to be bouncing his throws to first base this year? N- no. Is there a reason for that? <laughs> that doesn't seem so to, that doesn't seem to make sense. He is like awful at throwing to bases it's part of the reason why like base runners have had tremendous success against him and you know rostering guys who steal bases against lackey and and, i'm sorry lester and dfs is like a thing so in order to get him to kind of get over his yips they have been working on him throwing a bouncing ball to first base instead of trying to air it out all the way there it's like unbelievable that these guys can throw the ball you know 90 plus miles an hour and put it on a on a dime but when it comes to throwing a lollipop over to first so many of these pitchers can't do it it makes no sense yeah that really is crazy and i like i feel like the bounce i mean i guess you'd still throw it kind of hard like i i don't know i feel like that's (laughs) slow enough where maybe like the guy just goes you know if it's like a billy hamilton or someone maybe he just says screw it (laughs) you know Um, it's gonna be interesting to see one way or the other yeah that's crazy Let's get into the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. They were 86 and 76 last year. 93 WRC plus that ranked 20th. 4.27 Sierra that ranked 13th. Uh, they lost reliever Jared Hughes in the offseason, but they added outfielders Lorenzo Kane and Kristen Yelich. Uh, they also added starters Yoli Chassin and Giovanni Gallardo. Their division odds are plus 300. Pennant odds are plus 800. World Series odds plus 1600. And their win total is 84. What do you think of the Brew Crew, Matt? All comes down to the pitching for the Brewers. You know, their their offense should hit. They have uh, a bunch of really intriguing players, although they upgraded in, in the outfield, and I'm not sure that they really needed to. Like, I really liked guys like Keon Broxton and Domingo Santana, and I'm sure they'll still get some playing time. But, you know, I think that the pitching staff was much more the area of need, and they kind of were just like, well, let's let's just double down on the offense. So, Anyway, they're they're relying on, you know, really a whole bunch of nobodies. Uh, Jimmy Nelson, Zach Davies, probably their two most, you know, accomplished starters at this point. And that's 
that's pretty concerning. So uh, it's really going to come down to how many balls this team can hit out of the yard, and and it should be a bunch with the way that they're constructed. But I don't know if it's going to be enough to overcome this pitching staff. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I I know uh, when they made those moves for the outfielders, you know, fantasy baseball Twitter isn't huge, but there was definitely outcry about Domingo Santana. The people were the people were not happy. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jimmy Nelson kind of took like a, a pretty big leap last year. His, his K rate jumped basically 10% from 17.4 to 27.3 last year. Uh, I have no idea if that's sustainable. Like, I mean, his career numbers, he's really never crossed 20. So uh, we'll see if he comes back to the pack. If he stays, you know, at that elite level, then maybe they do have kind of like a, a secret frontline guy. Um, the rest of his peripheral numbers, honestly, are pretty good. Like it's not, it doesn't look like he got particularly lucky. So if he, you know, if he can sustain the strikeouts, um, even if he, I the guy meets it in the middle and he's, he's at like a, you know, 24% carry rate or something like he's still probably going to be good enough to, to be like a, a good number one, but the rest of it is just an absolute mess. Like, I feel like last year you just, you stacked against the Brewers like four out of the five days of the week. <laughs> I do agree with that, but he's hurt at the moment, and it sounds like he might not even be back until the All-Star break. So they're going to be down him for at least the first few months of the season. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, we don't want that. <laughs> we want, we want, unless unless we get Giovanni Gallardo like a decade ago, that's not... <laughs> get him in the time machine. Yeah. Got to put him in the in the cologne machine. He's got to hit up Bartolo, figure out what to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the 84-game win total... Uh, you know, pretty close to 500, pretty close to what they did last year. What do you make of that? Yeah, it's this is another one that's close for me. Uh, I'm going to go under, though. Yeah, I'm going to join you. I, we agree a lot on these things. I guess that makes sense. There's only two options, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like Thames overall. It's it's it would be I'd be surprised if he hit as well as he did last year. He um, was a tale of two halves too. His first half and really just his first month was outstanding and. By the second half of the year, he was like abysmal to the point where he wasn't even playing every day. So right, and I feel like those second half splits are are a lot more predictive than the first half ones. At least, uh, you know, at least in particular statistics. But yeah, I mean, there's a reason that this guy was like overseas and not playing in MLB. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like I, I feel like that's a thing. So yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I think under is is the play here. Uh, St. Louis Cardinals. Last year, 83 and 79, 100 WRC plus that ranked 10th, 4.13 Sierra that ranked 9th. Uh, they lost starter Juan Nicasio this offseason. They also lost reliever Zach Duke and shortstop Alemis Diaz. Uh, they added outfielder Marcel Ozuna, starting pitcher Miles Mikolas, and reliever Luke Gregerson. Their division odds are plus 300. Pennant odds plus 800, World Series odds plus 1,600. So all the same as the Brewers, but they have a higher win total, 85 and a half, Matt. What do we think of the cards? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, Paul LaDuca, former uh, Mets catcher. That's that's part of the reason why I, I'm so excited to say that I work with him now. But uh, former just all-star catcher in general, Paul LaDuca, he's working over at the Action Network now. He had the cards as one of his uh, best bets this year. He had them going under. But I kind of like the over on this team. I mean, I I think they have a lot of interesting parts, and I like what they brought in with M- Marcelo Zuna. He's always kind of been overshadowed by Giancarlo Stanton in Miami, but he uh, can hit the ball. He's got some pop, a little bit of a free swinger, probably doesn't walk as much as you want, maybe strikes out a little bit too much, but that guy can play, and uh, I think he's going to be a nice addition for this team in the middle. Tommy Pham kind of was a under-the-radar breakout stud last year. He uh, stole 25 bags, hit 23 homers with a three oh six average, 931 OPS. Like He had a really good year. That's another guy who I think is going to be a nice player for them. And then, again, like Paul DeYoung, guy you've probably never heard of, but like quietly gave them 25 home runs at the shortstop position last season. And was part of the reason that Aledmi's Diaz became expendable. So you add those guys to Matt Carpenter, who's a proven hitter, and Yadier Molina. And I think this has the makings of a pretty good offense. And I like the pitching staff. I mean, Carlos Martinez is a legitimate top-of-the-rotation guy. Maybe he's not ideal as a ace, 
But if he's in your top two or three pitchers, you're not looking so bad. Luke Weaver really showed some flashes down the stretch last year. Uh, I like him quite a bit this season. And they still have Alex Reyes, who they're probably only going to limit to to about 100 innings this season. But he was at one point considered the top pitching prospect in baseball. So if that guy can come in in the second half of the year and just mow dudes down with his you know, close to 100-mile-an-hour fastball, I really like what this team has sort of across the board. I, I think that the Cards, once again, despite having, you know, a lack of noticeable, you know, noticeable stars, they're going to be right there at the end of this thing. Yeah, the Cards are, are somewhat spursy, I feel like, in that regard. For sure. Um, and I'm with you on Luke Weaver. Like, I, the sample size on him isn't huge. He's pitched, you know, over the last two years, he's basically pitched like 100 innings. But all of his peripheral numbers are really good. He struck out. Um, you know, roughly 27 or 28 percent of uh, of batters. He's only allowing a 29 percent fly ball rate, and he's only given up 28 and a half percent hard contact rate. So all the peripheral numbers on Weaver uh, are really, really good. You know, granted, it's only in you know maybe half of a season's worth of innings, but definitely what you like to see. And and he's a back of their rotation guy right now. So you know, if there are some some growing pains along the way. They can definitely hang with that. So I'm with you. I like the cards this year. Uh, it sounds like we're both taking the over here. Yep, I like the over. All right, awesome. Let's go to the Pirates. Where this is where I think it gets it gets ugly kind of quick. Uh, 2017, they were 75 and 87, 85 WRC plus, 28th, uh, 4.36 Sierra. That was 16th. Uh, they lost two big names this offseason, Andrew McCutcheon in the outfield and starting pitcher Garrett Cole. Uh, they haven't really added anyone. Uh, most of the guys they got in those trades were, were prospects. So division odds plus 1,600, pennant odds plus 3,300, World Series odds plus 6,500, and the win total is at 73 and a half, Matt. What do we think of the Pirates? I'm on board the Pirates. Uh, not as, as true contenders, but I kind of like what they did. I mean, obviously, they had to trade away their best pitcher and arguably their best hitter, but that's kind of the life of a small market team. You know, they, they made a good run with those guys, but ultimately they couldn't get it done. So uh, it was time to move on, I think, for all of them. But I still think that there there are some, some nice pieces here. Stalling Marte missed a large portion of the season last year because he got busted for PEDs, but that guy can play ball. Same goes for Gregory Polanco. He had a bit of a down year, but he is uh, crushing in the spring. They've honestly looked really good in the spring for whatever that, uh, you know, matters to you. Polanco, Marte, Adam Frazier, Francisco Cervelli, and Jose Osuna all over a 1,000 OPS plus. So uh, they still, I think, will have some some hitting ability here. And it comes down to the pitching. The, the pitchers that they have have talent. You know, Jameson Tyone and uh, Tyler Glass now have both profiled as, you know, frontline starters in the big leagues, but neither has been able to show it on sort of a consistent basis. So if either of those guys takes a step forward, I think that they're going to be a little more competitive than you think. Uh, They also have an elite back-of-the-bullpen guy in Felipe Rivero. He emerged as sort of one of the best closers in baseball last year. So uh, I think between, you know, all the top end talent that they have, if they can get anything from some of these other guys. Uh, and, and one of those, the, the biggest question marks on the team is Jung Gong, who can't even oh, get yeah. into the country right now. So like, insane. Yeah. If they can get anything from him or, you know, an Adam Frazier and Austin Meadows, I think this team will be competitive. Yeah. There was a stretch there like where Gong was just like auto power. Like just was mashing the ball, um, and I I really like the addition of C Dick. I feel like no one's really talking <laughs> about Dickerson. Like I don't know, like that guy, he has a lot of top of the order home runs. Like he's got speed. Like I feel like he's a guy that you can throw in your lineup and you can get a lot out of. I mean, they're top five right now. You know, Harrison, Dickerson, Marte, Josh Bell, Polanco. That's that's a pretty good top five. You know, of the order. Um, you know, and last year they had to deal with with Tyon, you know, trying to come back from cancer, which obviously he did, which is really awesome. So like him having like an off season to kind of like regroup, recover, and prepare, like I think there's a chance he takes the next step. So 
Yeah, that you know, like I think being a Pirates fan is tough because they do this. Like they're going to have to do this like once every few years where they have good players and they have to move them because they can't pay them. But the cupboard is not bare. Uh, so, you know, hopefully some brighter days ahead. 73 and a half win total. Uh, what do you make of that? I'm going to go over. Um, I think that losing McCutcheon really is not going to hurt them too much. He really had started to diminish as a player, and I think that they got out on him at the right time. Losing Cole is going to be the more significant uh, departure, but I still think that they have enough there to overcome it. So I'm going to go with an over here. Yeah, I'm with you. And, I, you know, we mentioned this when we talked about the Giants a couple of shows ago, like the McCutcheon, the, the McCutcheon move or, uh, yeah, the McCutcheon move, like, just looks really nice, uh, you know, on paper. You know, that's the name looks really nice. It's really sexy. But, you know, the MVP season was was long ago. Like he's not he's not the same guy. Uh, the Cincinnati Reds, sixty eight ninety four last year, ninety six WRC plus. That was fifteenth. Four point five six Sierra. That was twenty fourth. They lost Zach Cozart this offseason, and they added the aforementioned Jared Hughes. Their division odds are plus twenty five hundred. Their pennant odds plus a hundred thousand, and their World Series odds are plus two hundred thousand. Their win total sits at seventy four though. Uh, Matt, what do you think of the Reds? Yeah, small I, red machine. I think we're gonna have to rename this division like the gas can division because this is just another pitching staff that, on paper, looks terrible. Awful. I mean, Anthony Desclafani is their top guy right now. Gross, just absolutely <laughs> gross. Like, yeah, like maybe you can talk me into Luis Castillo as a potential guy since. He's a strikeout machine. He struck out 98 guys in only 89.1 innings last year, uh, which is really nice for a starting pitcher. That's an awesome ratio. And uh, his his ERA and whip were pretty solid as well. So you can talk me into him, but I'm not buying a single other guy in this rotation. And then it comes down to the lineup. I love Joey Votto. Like, I might be the biggest Joey Votto fanboy on the planet, like, the guy is just an on-base machine, hits for power, hits for average. You, you can't get him out, and he's in there every single day. He played 162 games last year. So that's almost as impressive to me as any of his other batting numbers that not only did he not get hurt, he didn't even take a day off. Like, that's just a stud. And the rest of their lineup is solid, but it's not it's not on pace with some of these other teams in the division um, that are really going to be able to hit the ball and given what their starting rotation looks like, uh, I, I am not feeling too great about this team. Yeah, Votto, by the way, playing all the games, that's uh, underrated for fantasy, I think. You get the, get, you know, he gets the the full 162 in some, some of these guys that miss. Um, but yeah, I mean, this the team is not that great. Uh, you know, the Billy Hamilton trade rumors have already started. I, I feel like that is probably going to happen at some point, or at least they're going to dangle him. I feel like that impacts the play. Like, I, I just... I'm not sold in the team. I think, you know, especially with some of these other overs that we've had, like the Reds are a pretty easy under. This is probably my favorite of, of all of them. Billy Hamilton sucks anyway. Like <laughs> <laughs> we talk a lot about guys who are better, like real life assets than fantasy assets. And he is the exact opposite. Like, yeah, if you draft him on your fantasy team, you're probably going to win stolen bases in your Roto leagues. But the guy had an OBP of 299 last year. And that's like in line with his season or with his career numbers. Like, it's not like that was a down year for him. That's what he's going to be. Like, if I don't care if you're the fastest guy on the planet. If you're only getting on base, you know, 29.9% of the time, you're a net negative to your team, especially when they continue to bat him at the top of the lineup. So I think ultimately... Uh, last year they moved him to eighth for a while that that's in their best interest but you know he he's a fan favorite type of guy like they might move him back to the leadoff hole so uh I don't know I he's a bad baseball player Amico like he uh take him on your fantasy team enjoy the steals but in terms of real life the guys the guy stinks I I I don't know if Davis Maddock is even alive anymore but if he uh if he hears this, he's going to be heartbroken. Built, built for cores, built for cores, Billy Hamilton. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, it, it's tough, obviously, to steal bases when you're not on base. I think that that's the math checks out there. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so we're going to get into some bets for the National League and some general MLB bets. But first, I just really have to pass on this message from my bookie. I mean, if you've already busted out of your bracket, which probably many of you have. I mean, even even Matt, who took like the 2% Cincinnati Bearcats, is out. But you can still make money on March Madness at my bookie if you haven't signed up yet. It's not too late. Doesn't matter if you've been a player for years or if you like a team just because their colors match your favorite shoes. Uh, this particularly may appear appeal to uh, some of your wives if you're listening. Uh, lay down some money and score big on college hoops. Join me and thousands of online players and start betting at mybookie.ag. If you're sick and tired of getting the runaround when asking for a payout, my bookie will support you. They offer the fastest payouts in the industry with absolutely no hassles. You're wasting your time betting anywhere else. And they even have in-game live betting, so you can place a bet after tip-off, like I did, going plus 270 on UNC after they were down 10 at half. That did not end up well. Uh, join now, and my bookie will match your first deposit with a 50% bonus. You just have to use promo code LANGTHEPOINTS to activate this special offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Mybookie.ag. Matt. Uh, you know, we've gone through all the teams now in the National League. Let's just get some picks in to win the division, each division, sorry, uh, the pennant. And if we like anyone as a World Series bet, we'll start with the NL East. What do you like? It would take a lot, I think, for the Nationals not to win this division. But that being said, I think the Phillies right now at plus 1100 are really enticing odds. You know, uh, when compared to the Mets at plus 200 and the Braves at plus 800, I think that the Phillies uh, would probably be my favorite team out of those three. And the fact that I'm getting them at really nice odds makes them a pretty enticing futures bet. Uh, You could potentially hedge if they are in the position where they might make the playoffs late in the season. So uh, I like them, especially given the addition of Arietta. I think this team is ready to compete this year. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. The Arietta signing doesn't really seem to be fully priced in yet, so it seems like a good time to bet. I'm with you, obviously, that the Nats will probably win, but I'm probably not betting the division. This is the one I, I would say I like the least. Uh, National League West, Matt, I mean, we liked the Dodgers to win when we picked it. Are, are you still there, and uh, is there a bet you like? Yeah, I like the Dodgers at minus 220. I think if I were to bet something in this division, I would be betting the Giants under and the Giants do not make the playoffs, which I don't know if you can bet that on my bookie, but you can certainly bet on teams not making the playoffs on other sites, and uh, I think that they're my top fade candidate in all of baseball right now. Yeah, I think my bookie is still getting some of these props up. I mean, just before the show, they got the the Cy Young and MVP stuff up, so I'm sure uh, I'm sure those kinds of props will be up there soon. Uh, I think the Diamondbacks are kind of sneaky here. To win the division, uh, plus 350. Uh, we mentioned before when we did the show, like I, I just really like Robbie Ray and Zach Granke at the top. I think when you have those two guys, you're in pretty good shape. Uh, they have Paul Goch- Goldschmidt, who was an MVP candidate, who was going to be an MVP candidate you know, every year, I feel like. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think that they can at least compete. The Dodgers, uh, to me, were kind of weak when we went over that division just because you know, they lost so many players uh, from last year. Certainly they added a couple, but I, I think uh, – I think the Dodgers are, uh, could potentially get caught here. So I like Arizona. Uh, NL Central, which you just did, um, you said you, it sounded like you really liked the Cubs, Matt. They're minus 220. Is that, uh, is that a bet that, that you're going to make, or is that just your favorite team? Yeah, that's, that's the one that I like here. I think that this division is the weakest. You know, I think that the Dodgers have legitimate challengers. You mentioned the Diamondbacks. I, I like the Rockies. Uh, and for as much as I'm down on the Giants, like it wouldn't be a huge shock if they were somewhat competitive. And the Nationals have to deal with, you know, potentially the Mets and the Phillies and, and certain people like the Braves. I don't see any of these teams in the Central really challenging the Cubs. I mean, the Cubs were down last year and none of these teams could contend. I don't think any of them are markedly better. I, I do like St. Louis, but I think them being only plus 300 kind of speaks just to their past performance. And, uh, you know, some name value with, with their team. Uh, the blue, the Brewers being plus 300 to me is, uh, much more surprising. So I think that the Cubs here at only minus 220, I think that they're definitely the strongest favorite and they don't, 
you know, it's not like I'm paying additional for it. So, uh, yes, I, I like them as a favorite bet here. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Now, to win the pennant, I think, is where you can get uh, a little crafty. Uh, I know for me, we well, not even just for me, we mentioned that we like the Mets as a potential bet here just because the 13-1 to 1 odds that you can get and uh, the pitching is volatile. Uh, is there anyone maybe with some some tighter odds that you like as an NL pennant wager? Yeah, so uh, the reason we like the Mets is because I do think that in, in the playoffs, pitching is very important. You want the front-line starters. So even though I mentioned I like the Phillies and they are an enticing you know, plus 5,000 here. Even if they get to the playoffs, I don't know if I'd be, if I'd want to bet on them actually winning the pennant, given that I, I don't trust their pitching staff as much as some of these other teams. So I'm going back to the Cubs at plus 330. I think that they are the best team. Uh, the Dodgers and the Nationals both have better odds than them at the moment, which I think is a flaw. I'm sorry, the Nationals do not. They're plus 400. But I do think that uh, the Cubs are, are the best team, and they're not being priced that way. So I like that. I like the Nats. Uh, maybe they're a little chalky. I think that I could see them being somewhat popular as time goes on. But uh, I just really, again, I, I like the pitching. Scherzer, Strasburg up top. I think that both Trey Turner and Bryce Harper are, are potential MVP candidates. So I think uh, I think the Nats at 4-1 to is, is pretty decent. Yeah, I don't disagree uh, with that. What about uh, the World Series? I, I'm assuming you're just going to be rolling some of these same teams. Yeah, so I think we all we both agree that the Astros are the best team. Uh, I, I would, you know, even if we include the National League teams, I'm still riding the Astros as the best in uh, baseball. So what I might do is bet some of the actual pa- uh, possible combinations, which you could do on my bookie. If you bet Astros versus Cubs, you can get plus eleven hundred. If you bet uh, Astros versus Nationals you can get plus 1300 So I might bet both of those combinations, hope that uh, one of the two teams from the NL get there to face the Astros and uh, look to cash a nice ticket. Well, yeah, I really like that, Matt. That's smart. I think that's sharp. Uh, I have nothing I could add to that. I feel like that's, that's just sound betting. Um, you know, I obviously am still looking at Mets and Nats here, 28 to 1 and 8 to 1 respectively. But uh, I like that, being able to get some action on, on the Strohs as well as part of that wager. Thank you, sir. Now, uh, the odds are posted for National League MVP and Cy Young. Matt, we'll start with MVP. Who do you like out of the National League? For NL MVP, I'm going to stick with my Cubs theme. Uh, Chris Bryant, obviously the favorite for the Cubs at plus 330. But I don't think he's the best player on the team. I think that's Anthony Rizzo. And I'm hoping that this is the year that people start to recognize that. So I like him at plus 1,200. Those odds feel a little long to me, you know, especially compared to a guy like Goldschmidt at plus 650 or Votto on plus 550. I, I don't understand the Votto odds at all. As much as I love that dude, he's going to be playing for an awful team. It just seems extremely unlikely for him to win that award. So uh, I'd much rather get the guy playing for the team that I expect to be the best in the National League, and that's Anthony Rizzo. Uh, if you want a little bit of a longer shot, actually, I'm going to leave it for you because I, I see on your sheet here that you've got him written down already. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I like Trey Turner at plus fifty five hundred. I mean, fifty five to one versus Bryce Harper two and a half to one. Like that just seems really unbalanced to me. I think that the Nationals have a shot to be one of the best teams in baseball. Uh, be, I think we agree that that's kind of like a prerequisite to have a player win this award, unless you just have a, a completely crazy season. And, you know, Turner is not your prototypical MVP candidate because he's not going to hit, you know, 30 or 40 home runs, but he could definitely go like 2060 or 2555, something like that. And that's still a really impressive season. I mean, this is a guy that has just routinely. Uh, you know, swiped bags at an elite rate. Um, you know, he's their table setter. And I think that, you know, if Bryce Harper especially were to miss any kind of time this year, uh, you know, Turner could definitely uh, swipe in, uh, no pun intended, and, uh, and and get the MVP. I just think 55 to 1 is just way too long. Like, you look at some totally of these other guys. Agree. Some of these I other mean, guys that are ahead of him are crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Like, he's in the same class as Wilson Contreras, 
Like, and he's just so much of a better player than, than these guys that are around him. Reese Hoskins is plus 4,000, and he's played like 50 big league games, if that. So I totally agree with that. And uh, one more guy I want to throw in the ring, if you like the Rockies to overperform a bit, Charlie Blackman, plus 2,000. Guy is just a DFS machine. Uh, I'm hoping to target him in, my, in our upcoming fantasy draft, Anthony. That's, that's my pick. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> that's who I want. Uh, he's like just somebody that you can count on every single time he's at course to deliver something. Like whether it's a an extra base hit, a stolen base, like the guy is just all over the box score. And uh, I think getting him at plus 2,000 compared to his teammate Nolan Arenado at plus 400, like to me that, that that's the better value of the two. Yeah, I definitely like that. I, I It's like, I feel like a lot of these bets, like, you know, the the sharp play and you know i have not i'm i'm sure they at some one day i'm sure there will be an action network article on this but i feel like you just if you find if you take a guy from the same team as one of the favorites i feel like there's just always value there yeah i like that call i mean again like you said there should be there's no reason that trey turner should be that much lower on this list than bryce harper yep uh what about the Cy Young? I feel like this is maybe a little tighter. Who do you uh, who do you like there? It's tough. I mean, Clayton Kershaw is the favorite at plus one twenty, and I think that that is uh, how it should be. The guy is still the best pitcher in the league when he's healthy, and the fact that Scherzer won the award last year, I think, will only push you know public sentiment more in his favor. So I think that for the most part, it would take something pretty shocking to knock one of those two guys off of the top of the podium. So I think that my money would be on Kershaw, but I've touted this guy in particular and the Phillies in general for the whole podcast. So I'm going to Aaron Nola at plus 3,300 as my long shot pick. Um, elite stuff, you know, in the future, we might think of this guy up there with Kershaw and Scherzer. He's obviously not there yet, but to get him at lower odds than somebody like uh, Jose Quintana to me is, is pretty crazy. And in the same consideration as guys like Gio Gonzalez and John Gray. So, uh, I think he's just much more talented than those guys. I think the Phillies are going to overperform. Give me Nola at plus 3,300. Although in reality, give me Kershaw plus 120. <laughs> yeah. I mean, flipping Chase Anderson is plus 4,000. Like that's, <laughs> like that's crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think between Scherzer and Kershaw, I, I'd probably just go Scherzer for the slight increase in odds. Um, you know, Max has just been so consistent and so consistently on the field where I feel like Kershaw's had some issues with the injuries. Um, but you obviously can't go wrong with either of those guys. If I'm going a little bit deeper on the list, I uh, like Madison Bumgarner at plus 1200, not a, a super long shot, obviously, but, I mean, 12 to 1 on a guy that I think, you know, as early as two years ago still had elite stuff. You know, last year he was, he was banged up. We didn't really see, I think, the same mad bum. But I think this year, you know, we know that he has a history of, of giving you like the 200 inning seasons and having the elite strikeout numbers. I think that, if you know, if he does that, he can definitely be in the mix. Yeah, that that's that's fine. I think that Syndergaard will also garner some... Uh, public sentiment at plus 1,000. He's looked like his old dominant self in the spring. So I think those two as sort of, you know, mid-range picks uh, are popular. And you'll never hear an argument from me on Scherzer. I say it to you all the time, but when he is on, he's the best pitcher in baseball. Like, he has more, you know, 14 strikeout games than any pitcher I can remember. And I, I, you know, it's, it's honestly awesome when he's in that bulldog mode and he's cursing at everybody on the mound and just striking out every guy on the other team. So he's sort of a throwback to a different era. And, uh, you know, I love that dude. Yeah, no question. He's the guy that, that I think makes baseball fun. Um, there's a bunch of like different, you know, league ride props posted at my bookie. I definitely recommend that you guys check those out. Uh, but you know, perhaps the most popular will be the bet for who will lead the lead who will lead the league in home runs? Uh, Giancarlo Stanton is the favorite right now at plus 250. Uh, Matt, would you say that he is the best bet to lead the league in home runs? Uh, or is there someone else maybe in the field that you like? I am fading Giancarlo. And the big reason why is his health. I mean, he hasn't played a whole ton 
in most years. So I, I'm I'm off of him, especially as the betting favorite. I I know that if he stays healthy, he has a good chance to do it. But um, count me out on paying the plus two fifty for him. This is a tough one. I mean, it's it's very random. You never know who is going to sort of you know have the explosion type of year. But give me uh, Charlie Blackman at eighty to one. Why not? Playing it's a Char- in cores. It's a Charlie Blackman show. I love it. Playing in cores. I mean, he's gotten to the mid to high thirties. I want to say the past couple of years. Maybe he can get that to forty, and maybe it'll be a down year for home run hitting. I don't know. I think at eighty to one, those are the most enticing odds to me. Yeah, you can definitely do worse than a guy that that is you know plays in course field. I feel like. Yeah. Um, uh, a little tighter for me at eight to one. I, I like Joey Gallo. Uh, we talked on when we did. Uh, the American League pods, like, you know, Gallo's going to hit a little higher in the lineup this year, so he'll get some more at-bats. His, like, overall peripheral numbers are just ridiculous. I mean, you know, he's only had, <clears throat> you know, a, basically a full season's worth of at-bats, 582, for his career. Um, but he's on, like, a 70 home run pace over the course of, like, a full season. Like, I, obviously he's not going to do that, but I feel like his, like, overwhelming power is not priced in as much as it is for like a judge or a Stanton. Like if this guy gives you 150 games and 500 ABs, like he's going to be, he's going to be right there. I think unless he just like strikes out way too much. Totally agree with you. I love that call. Uh, Let's get to the, my bookie, the book it, my bookie picks of the week. Uh, Matt, is there any bet that, that you like that you'll be making this week? So I'm sure there will be some tournament games that I will have uh, some wagers on, but it's a little early. We're recording this much earlier than we normally do. Uh, thanks to the Nor'easter going on right now, you don't have school, and uh, so we're knocking this thing out a little early. Haven't had a ton of time to do research and see the line moves. So, uh, and, and that's a big part, the line movement of how I make a lot of my bets. So I don't have anything on the radar yet in terms of that department. So one thing I want to touch on is going to one of these regular season props that we kind of glanced over. I like DJ LeMayhew over 175.5 hits this year. Um, he's been well over that mark in two straight years. He had 189 last year and 192 two years ago, and that was only playing in 146 games he led the league with a 348 batting average that year. So uh, I think this guy is a hitting machine playing for an offense that I expect to be better this year than they were last year. So I think this guy is definitely going over 175 hits as long as he stays healthy. And that's obviously a big part of these bets is that health is a factor. So those lines are probably dragged down a bit by having to, you know, price in injury. But I still think that you know, barring uh, him missing a whole slew of time, over 175.5 is a lock. DJLM. I mean, you can't go wrong, right? Um, yeah, I'm I'm similar with you. I'm looking at these props, and I know you said that you're fading Giancarlo, but... I'm fading I like all the, the Yankees, just because yeah. <laughs> that's me. That's fine. I, I really like the over on 40 and a half home runs for Stanton. You got to lay minus 145, but I think it's totally worth it. If you look at his career and you know he has such a much bigger sample size than than someone like judge he's you know 3577 ab's over 8 seasons so we have a really good sample size to look at with him uh if we just use his career fly ball rate of 40.4% and his career home run per fly ball rate 20, 26.9% uh Stanton only needs 378 uh at bats with average luck to get to 41 home runs. That's roughly 104 games. If you just, uh, you know, use his career numbers there. I feel like the injury risk is, is really well built in here. Uh, obviously if he stays healthy, he's probably going to smash this. So I feel like if Stanton, you know, doesn't get there, it's going to take some really bad luck. Like either the ball is just not going to be going out for whatever reason, which seems unlikely in Yankee stadium. And, uh, you know, or he misses, you know, basically 60 games, a third of the season, whatever. Uh, so I think he gets to that number, 40 and a half. I will say, how many times in his career do you think he's gone over 40.5 home runs? He's probably only done it like once or twice because he hasn't played, uh, he hasn't played, uh, all the games for a lot of his seasons, right? Just once. I would have thought 
it would have been more than that. I mean, he had 500 at-bats in 2012 and 500 at-bats in 2013, 638 at-bats in 2014. Um, and obviously he's getting a, a big park upgrade, which should help him in the power department. But uh, yeah, last year, the only time in his career he's been over that number. So not trying to rain on your parade, but uh, <laughs> as the show's token Yankee hater, uh, yeah, there's that. Suck on that. Well, hey, you need that. You know, we can't just bet favorites all the time. We gotta, we gotta spread the wealth. Right. That being said, I'd never bet the under on this bet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but I will root against it. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. If I end up with them on my fantasy team, I'm gonna really be doubling down here. I'm, I'm pretty excited for that. But, uh, that's gonna do it for this edition of Laying the Points brought to you by my bookie. Please be sure to subscribe to, rate, and review the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And get that deposit bonus on my bookie. Use promo code laying the points. For Matt Lamarca, I'm Anthony Miko. May the odds be ever in your favor. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. They call you the Grill Master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, like the 2019 C-Class Sedan and GLC SUV. The perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, now serving limited-time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing.